We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending. We were wondering when the Royals would start to solidify their coaching staff after the hiring of manager Matt Quattraro. Uh, we have that answer now today. The Royals made it official. Brian Sweeney named the pitching coach. Also, Jose Alguacil, I'm probably butchering his Come last on, name. Come on, you got Quattraro, right? Yeah, but I, how do yeah, you, I know. as infield coach on the staff as well. We'll have to work on the, uh, the, the name there. But Brian Sweeney comes over uh, from the Guardians organization. He also was a former Major League pitcher with the Padres and Mariners, but he'd been coached with the Guardians since 2018 and then their bullpen coach since 2020. We all know the ties that John Sherman has uh, to the Cleveland organization. Uh, I, I don't believe that this is some coincidence. Same with the the, the influence that he perhaps had with J.J. Bacolo hiring Matt Quattraro with the, the the Rays organization. But nice to see the staff starting to come together. Obviously, free agency is already well underway yeah. in, in Major League Baseball. It's trying to figure out what they can do. We know uh, Cal Eldred was a focus of, of much angst among the fan base, mm-hmm. right? So uh, nice to see they, they found a replacement there, and Brian Sweeney will be that guy. So far, they're doing everything the fan base wants. Go get a guy that can, you know, coach up young talent like they do in Tampa Bay. Well, you did that. Go find a guy that can help us get pitchers going in the right direction. There's not been a better organization. There might be a few. Nah, there might be two that have gotten pitchers to their full potential like the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, Also, what's trending, Dave Tobe has made a new punting returning option. It'll be Justin Watson. If Justin Watson cannot go, then it'll be Trent McDuffie. After that, my suggestion would just be... Don't put anybody back there. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I would hope you don't have to go to the third option. My goodness. Melvin Gordon? No, no, nope, okay. no. All right. Look, Justin Watts, I just need fair catch, man. Is Sky Moore com- the next option? No. Okay. No. He's, dude, you, you, okay, okay. you cannot go back to him. It then is who is coaching it? malpractice. Because Tony's not Co- playing. Tony's not playing. No. You know, and eventually the okay. good news is McCole will be back here at some point. So he ain't that, that will that will solve that once he once he's healthy. But mm. all I need Justin Watson to do. Just wave for a fair catch. That's it. Sky Moore should never return upon again. It's not even his fault. It's coaching malpractice if he's ever put in that spot again. That's all. That's all I'll say about that. Next up on what's trending, K-State basketball last night, uh, lost last night to Butler. Tonight, KU basketball. I'm sure Nick will be at Allen Fieldhouse cheering loudly, hosting Seton Hall, part of the Big 12 Big East Challenge. Who do you think is his favorite player on KU this year? Uh, Dick. Yeah. Without a doubt. Is that accurate? Frozen McCuller. Neither. Neither. Is it the is Rice? it the future player of the year? I like KJ Adams a lot. Harris, Dewan. I just I mean I just said it. Yeah. You know um, what I mean? <laughs> just keep going, keep guessing players. By the way, you can hear K State pregame, nine AM here on six ten sports radio, your home for K State athletics as they go on to play for the Sugar Bowl, which they're already in. But again, TCU K State <laughs> Big Twelve Championship game uh here on six ten sports radio. Also what's trending Patriots and Bills, Thursday night football. And OBJ expect to begin his visits today with Giants and then Buffalo before taking his final trip to Dallas. It is reported that he wants a multi-year deal. Obviously, Dallas is just like, if you choose us, it's whatever you want, right? That's the feeling I get. The Giants are kind of like, well, if you choose us, that's awesome. And then the Bills kind of seem to be the favorite because of, like, 
the connection he has with Von Miller and the fact that they have the best quarterback of all three teams uh, would be my personal opinion. So I still think it's Buffalo. I've always thought it's Buffalo. I think that he's done a great job getting his name out there. But again, Odell Beckham Jr. can begin his uh, team visits. That's what's trending here on Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Nick Schwartz with you. Dusty Likens in for Cody today. Coming up in about 25 minutes, we'll get to our survivor picks. Week 13, just clinging myself left. He gave out his pick this morning. I'll give mine out. We're down to the final couple weeks. Kling still does not have a strike. So and he's, he's the still back got, to, trying to go for back-to-back back titles. I know. He's still got some wiggle room without the strike. So we'll, we'll see. I saw his pick this morning. It's bold. It is. We'll get to that coming up at 1230. And, of course, a little bit later on in the show, we'll get to the random question of the day. I had mentioned right before we went to break that uh, after Justin Reed's comments uh, towards Cincinnati, and in particular, narrowing it down to Hayden Hurst saying, like, I'm going to lock that guy down. Of course, that stuff gets back to Cincinnati in two seconds. We saw the back and forth between Justin Reed and Jamar Chase on Twitter. Well, now Hayden Hurst himself tied in for Cincinnati has responded. Hayden Hurst. I don't know. I mean, you could pick anybody in this locker room, but you know, I feel like I'm the last person you probably want to talk about because um, I have a long memory. Not I'm the last person we're to talk about because don't worry about me. I, there's Jamar Chase and yeah. these guys, but the last person I want to talk about because I have a long memory. What does it mean? It means he won't forget. <laughs> so oh, no. I have a long memory. Not worry about Hayden Hurst. Is memory like code for penis? What? So you think, Dusty, just to clarify here, you think he's saying, I, you don't want to talk smack on me he's because I have BDE. a long penis. Oh yeah, He's bringing that BDE, man. Oh, man. That'd just be funny if he, like, said, I'll put him in a hearse. Okay, so if we're just starting with uh, Bengals <laughs> offensive players, how yeah. far down the list do we have to go before we're saying, okay, what are you going to do about Hayden Hurst? Yeah, exactly. So Seventh. Uh, it is Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Mixon, P. Ryan. There's five right there. Mm-hmm. So realistically, he's probably the sixth or seventh. Yes, yeah. seventh. And, and, and like Hayden Hurst might get a touchdown in the game, red zone opportunity. But yeah, he, he's overinflating who he is as a player. Now he's gonna first if, off. You're a journeyman tight end that can that's barely in the league, and the only reason you're in the league is because Cincinnati didn't pay their tight end last year, and he went to the Jets. Now, look, if Justin Reed says, "Hey, I'm gonna lock, I'm gonna lock you down," I expect the player to not be like, you know what, he is right. He, he is right. He's going to lock me down. So I, I get the response back. It's just funny to me. It's also kind of funny that Justin Reed is saying he's going to lock down Hayden Hurst. Like, I mean, like, congratulations. You, yeah, you, this, again, was the like, Justin Reed comment, if you yeah. missed it. A big-time tackle. Like, some of the missed tackles, explosive plays, um, a lot of it's going to come down to making the play on the ball, you know. And they have 88 um, Higby. No, it's not, it's not Higby. It was with the Rams. Um, what's his name? It is Higgins. It's Higgins. Higby and Higgins. Uh-huh. They're going to have him back. He's a very talented receiver, too. More of a finesse type of guy. Um, not the best blocker. Um, I'm going to lock him down. You know, <laughs> straight up. Uh, so, you know, we're going to have to come out of the game, like I said, play our best game and go out and do it. Now, Hayden Hurst wears 88. That's mm-hmm. why. That's who, and he, he, that's who he was actually trying to talk about. He wasn't talking about locking down. Uh, Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby. Well, he wasn't talking about locking down T. Higgins. because Higgins, Higgins, Higgins. Yeah, he was like. I just think it, this is fun, though. I love it. It's, it's when's the last time we had a true back and forth going on between the Chiefs and an opponent, like a true back and forth. Because yeah, because Shaq Barrett's comments earlier this week for or earlier this year for from Tampa, the the Chiefs didn't answer it right. Shaq Barrett laughing about the O line. The Chiefs mm. were asked about it. They didn't say anything. There was nothing. We've got a little back and forth on Twitter going. We got a little back and forth in the media with 
Justin Reed's comments. Now you've got the media and Cincy, of course, asking Hayden Hurst about Reed's comments, and you heard his, ans- his answer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. This is great. This Give is me what more you, of this. This is what you want. This is like a rock stone cold promo from 1997. Like you, you can in the NFL as a casual viewer of, of a fan base, you can have fun rooting for both teams. But then also like when there were those kids watching the, the raw era of the WWE, there were people that were like, I'm team stone cold. I'm steam. I'm team. The rock both have held the title. Cincinnati has not. That's the one thing that if the chiefs really, really, really wanted to hit it home with Mahomes and Kelsey and those guys, could just take pictures of the rings that they've won in the Super Bowl, or they could take pictures of the MVPs that they've won or the awards they've won, and then be like, these talk a little bit more volume than the rest. The other thing that's kind of funny about this is that the Chiefs aren't really expired yet when it comes to like winning like the Patriots did. Like The Chiefs are still not hated for winning because you're not seeing that in the national media. The national media is still like, can they do it still? Can they keep it going? They lose a number one receiver. Can they continue to do it? And now it's like, Okay, Mahomes is clearly better than anyone ever thought he was. He's he's officially that guy. Travis Kelsey is one of the best tight ends of all time, if not the best of all time. And then there's Cincinnati, who had a really good year last year. I, I don't need to say that again. A really good year last year. This is year five, part one of the second wave of the Kansas City Chiefs making their state in the NFL as a dominating dynasty. And some people might say, you need to win at least two titles to even consider yourself remotely a dynasty. Well, the Chiefs have been to two Super Bowls in three years. They were a half away from a third. And guess what? The team that didn't let them get to that third Super Bowl or let them get to at least accomplish that third, that second title or maybe become a legitimate argument for a dynasty is Cincinnati. And the thing that's great about it is that you have a player that hasn't even played a full season with you that's already bought into this rivalry in Justin Reed. By the way, very aggressive music for the for the venue he was at. It just seemed like this. <laughs> Did you hear the background too? <laughs> for, I was like, wow. I was like, for okay. The Justin Reed audio? Yeah, I was oh, like, all right. That's, oh, I, I mean, I'm not mad about it, but it's just, it's the aggressive. Music? A big time tackle, like some of the missed yeah, tackles, yeah. explosive plays. Oh. oh. Okay. And, they, and I'm pretty sure they drop a. a, a wasn't yeah. that, wasn't, was that at the facility or was that at his event? I know Justin Reed for his. It might have been uh, the locker room his, leaking out. I think his, like, Justin Reed indeed or whatever it is yeah, or whatever it's called the foundation he has. And then yeah. he was doing his my cause, my cleats revealed this week. So I don't know if that audio was from that or from outside the locker room or something. Yeah. It's not like locker room music. Right. <laughs> and so like this wave of the chiefs where they win the Super Bowl against the Niners, they lose to the bucks and then they lose to the Cincinnati Bengals where a lot of people probably thought, well, that's your window. Cause the NFL, it's about a three to four year window and then it's over, which Props to the Titans for really debunking my theory on that. Cause I mean, I'd almost argue that Mike Vrabel could win coach of the year either way, different topic for a different day. But this is one of those things where Mahomes has a ring. Kelsey's got a ring and he's got a ring with the chiefs. And you put that towards Cincinnati. That's one of those things where like, you don't need to go there, but if the chiefs wanted to go there, they could get there. And Cincinnati is doing a very, very good job of staying relevant because there's only you know, one team last year that beat the twi- that beat the Chiefs twice in one year, Cincinnati. Patrick Mahomes went God mode in one half and then went dud mode in the second half. Was it Cincinnati or was it team chemistry? We get to find out Sunday at 325. And I'm telling you right now, Alex, I mean this from, from like all of my being. I am super juiced for this game because oh, yeah. of three, oh, yeah. re- three reasons. One, 
the the hard punch from Mitch Holtis this morning. <laughs> I thought he was just going to give me a fist pound. I held my fist down, and he cold cocks me right in the chest, which I'm all What'd about. What did you say to him, man? What did you did, say? I said, what's going on? He goes, let's get after it, and punched me. He just wolf and walks me. He goes, like, Sunday, and I could just feel it in, in, in Mitch. <laughs> the other one is you you kind of realize this when the players get involved like this, and then the third one is there's really no meaningful game for the Chiefs after this one. Like This is the end of the season finale because after this, it's – Broncos it got flexed out because a dangerous sandwich. It got then you get Houston, please. Then you get the uh, Bron. Then you get I think uh, Seattle on Christmas Eve. That game might be fun if you're going to it. It's all great. It's you know whatever. It's it's a fun night. It's an afternoon game. Christmas Eve. Seattle's decent. But then it's Denver again. Vegas. There's a really good chance the last two weeks of the season you don't see any Chiefs players play. And now you get Burrow, who's beat Mahomes twice. Mahomes never beaten Burrow. Jamar Chase tweeting out tuna can kitten emojis, which I still don't know. And I mean, I've heard the term tuna can, but like, I, I don't know what tuna in a can is, but the, the, the flower has fully bloomed. And after Sunday it's dead, but right now it's vibrant, beautiful. And I'm just, I'm ready to get after Love it. the trash talk back and forth yeah, uh, from, from Justin Reed, Jamar chase, Hayden Hurst, and all that. I'm a guess it's going to continue leading up to kick off on Sunday afternoon. We'll get to the survivor picks for the week coming up in 15 minutes or so. And also some audio that you've never really heard before when it comes to Patrick Mahomes on Travis Kelsey's podcast, having to do with the draft process. I think you'll love it as a chiefs fan, what Patrick Mahomes had to say about the draft process and what he told the chiefs before he was drafted. But we do know one of the bigger stories in sports today, though, has to do with now being official college football expansion. We've always known this was going to happen. Well, now we just have a timeline for it. College football playoff officially announced it today. They're expanding to 12 teams starting in 2024. That is two years earlier than what they were claiming, you know, years and years ago. Like, oh, we can't, we can't, we have a contract. As if ESPN wouldn't be happy to have more games to broadcast, right? So that was always funny to me. But anyway, it's expanding to 12 teams. And from a sports fan, more games to watch that matter instead of a random Gator Bowl or whatever. Yeah, I'm for it. We all know this is about the money, though, more than anything else. Let's not think that it is all about making it fair. If, if you think it's just about having fun, then sure. But if it, if it makes fan bases feel like they have a chance, and if that's all you want, then it's great. But if you think it's changing the results of the top four teams, you know, I, I think you're going to be mistaken. Like, I, I don't believe this changes it. Why, why do I look at 12 teams versus six or eight differently? Because I don't need the three win or three loss, excuse me, LSU team as the 11 seed as the third or fourth best SEC team getting into the dance. If you're thinking it's just going to make it easier for group of five schools or whatever, I, I think you're going to be mistaken. I don't think we're suddenly going to see three group of five schools. We're going to see the third and fourth teams from the big 10, from the big 12 or from the SEC get in. So from a watching standpoint, sure. Great dusty, but it's not changing to me. Who's going to start winning national championships in college football. How long does this expand the college football play like system? Like, well, so right now it's only two years, right? And then, cause it's, it's no, still I mean, like up the in length 20- of the like actual process of the playoffs. Like it'll start. Oh, uh, well, they're at the, the same first time we'll have buys. So, okay, so everything's going to be earlier. This, okay. So they're, they're moving it back. So essentially like this week, that's, bit, that's, that's conference championship, still conference week. championship week though. Next week it starts instead of taking like a, a break. Something like that, yep. Okay, so here's here's my, if I can get this out right. I think that it's always needed to be expanded, right? I think they've always needed to go for more than four teams because the four teams that are always going to get in are going to be the same four teams every single year. They went a little too far for me with 12. 
I think eight was the perfect number. Two buys, your power fives get in, gives you three, uh, you know. At three, large. You know, yeah. you're, you gives you three at-large bids to get in, which I think is fine. Because if you if you want to make it, then do what people do in college football and either lose once or go undefeated, and then you can just kind of control your own fate. That's what college football has always been. Like, I remember times when, like, growing up in the 90s, in K-State would lose one game, my dad would be like, that's it, they're done. Like, it's over. They're yeah. not going to catch up. Because yeah. Oklahoma would go undefeated or Texas would go undefeated. And so that changes. What I like about the 12 teams is that, yes, your theory is correct, that the same teams are going to get in Georgia, Tennessee, or Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, and they're going to beat the bricks off of these teams. But at least there's now a chance. And we're not looking at it as like, well, what's the college football playoff going to be? Is it going to be Bama at one or Bama at two? Is it going to be Georgia at one or Georgia at two? Michigan, Ohio State. And instead of USC, a team, which is the third point, a team like USC who can play in a, t- in a title game and then lose that game after being great all year and missing out because they played that title game and Ohio state didn't. Now that has been debunked because now USC could play that title game and lose. And yes, they're not going to be out of the playoffs, but they're not going to have a sure locked in buy. Now what's going to happen is Georgia is going to get that buy. USC is now going to have to probably play like a home game against let's so say that's like the one part I do like. So the yeah. one part that I actually think is fun with this, if you're telling me the opening round games are on campus sites, that's fun. That's really neat. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that to me will be the cool aspect of it. From a again, just sports. Yeah. But the true does it change the deciding the champions? I just don't think we're going to see a huge impact on who's playing in the actual national semifinals. Yeah. who's playing in the national championship game? But here locally, I mean, honestly, let's look at all three local schools. Uh, for any of the three local schools to have a chance to ever win a championship, it does require expansion, and now expansion's happening. Like mm-hmm. if you're if you're K State, even this given year, imagine if expansion had already happened. They they'd be one of the twelve. They're tenth right now. Yeah, and, and they're going to go up against TCU. And even they would be in the college football playoff. So for that factor, that's fun for the fan bases. It gives you the feeling like you have a chance. I just don't believe it actually is going to to change that. I'm with you on the number. I think twelve yeah. is too many. Six is honestly perfect. And give we me, can give me, give me yeah. the five power five champs and the highest ranked group of group of five at six. And I would have been happy, but we know it's money driven. It's why I'm sure 10 years from now, Dusty, they'll probably yeah. go to 16. And to, and to kind of give your theory a little bit more relevance, you look at the big, you look at the big dance in March, right? Like how many times is it Butler versus Duke? It was at one point Duke still won. Um, you know, you look at teams and even in basketball teams are a little bit different than, than football, but I mean, sure, it's it more takes, often than not, star, yeah. you know, Georgetown versus North Carolina, Kansas versus North Carolina was literally the title game last year. More often than not, a big powerhouse team always kind of prevails in the big, in the big dance college football. We watch it for the chance. You watch football games in the playoffs for the chance that something might happen. And it will be great if in the new system, a team like, you know, Iowa state of all teams that could sneak in somehow have a good year and then win a couple of games and then be in some serious contention to maybe play for a national title. Now the odds forever against you. Like I'd, I'd love to see a DraftKings odd of like when it is expanded, like what KU's chance would be to make the final 12. Sure. It'll still be like 30 plus 3,300. <laughs> but again, like there's a chance, like, I mean, at oh, least yeah. now you've got more of a chance than you had before. And, and, and in that sport with college kids and playing for a little bit more, uh, you know, I don't know. Well, and then suddenly the the random bowl game that maybe played later in December, mm-hmm. it does matter again. I mean, that for for a lot of schools, that's and that's where the money comes in. Now right. you're gonna have, if you're a fan base and you're one of the top twelve teams, 
you're going to go to, you're still going to go to that bowl game even though right now if I told you I don't know why I keep using the Gator Bowl it's just the first one that keeps coming to mind if, if I, I tell you the Gator Bowl right now like oh your fan base might go maybe but if I told you it's the Gator Bowl and it happens to be it's called the Gator Bowl and it happens to be for a college football playoff quarterfinal or something mm-hmm. sure but I would actually rather just be co- campus sites so I don't know yeah. if they're willing to do that but that would I would really like it's like the A16 says the 12 seed doesn't win the NCAA tournament but we love to root for the yeah. underdog oh yeah I mean if you told me it was uh this year, who's the 12? K-State's the 10. I don't know. K-State would be playing Tennessee. If, if the format existed right now and ended today, mm-hmm. K-State would be playing seven seed or seventh ranked team, Tennessee, right? right. K-State, Tennessee. That'd be fun. Right? That'd be a ton of fun. But now, imagine, Hooker's out for this season, right? Right. But I mean, like, play. imagine like a team like South Carolina that's gotten hot in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And Spencer Radler, who's got the the ego of a, of, <laughs> of a gigantic, you know, whatever, and he, the best ego you can get. You think about it in that regard, like you would get that kid in a tournament like this where it's like, oh, yeah, you like puffing cigars after wins against teams that don't have uh, starting quarterbacks. Now you're going to play Georgia. Let's see how good you do on that in that in, in that field. Uh, number 12, I don't know, but number 11 is Utah. And they play in the Pac-12 title And they play in the Pac-12 USC. title against USC. But, I mean, Utah, K-State, you know, Chance to go play you can win Georgia eight, like, or somebody like Michigan. Saying, could they win? Like, Could those teams win a game? Or two, sure. I just don't see them rattling off what would be what needing three, right? I mean, three just, in a row against teams that are better than like ranked higher than. I, it's what you can win one, right? You're gonna go. You're. you're remember, there's buy, the buy Matt. That's a big deal. All of a sudden, if you're Georgia and you would get to sit at home, meanwhile the other team's already played two games and you've played one. And there's just there's injury. There's all kinds of stuff that comes into play. But it's finally happening. We've all known college football playoff expansion. I just want to check on our guy Nick. He has been going back and forth for about 25 minutes with a guy on the text line. Are you <laughs> are you all right? I know. I, are you okay? I always try. I always just He's try Nick, to keep going at these people. I'm reading them. Woo. That was pretty funny. I, the last one was really pretty funny. I thought. Don't I mean, make fun of what people wear, man. You can do whatever man, you want I, at any age. Yeah, when I said when I said like that it. you can't wear vineyard vines past the age of forty, it set this guy off. It then did. I'm, then I'm it, screwed. It really did set that. And guy he's off. listening right now, probably white knuckling his steering wheel. He is very angry. But then you, I can't. You've responded way, far or too much. Else. Well, because Dusty told me in the no, because Dusty sort of challenged me in the break. He's like, "How long do you think you can keep this going?" Dusty's egging him on. Yeah, I was like, "I I could probably keep it going for a bit." Oh, you have. I mean, there's twenty-four minutes. There's probably (laughs) sixteen texts between you and this guy. I like it. Because I hope I hope neither one of you are like actually serious. I don't know. I'm not. I think he might be. mm, Plot twist: It's a she. She's mad at you. Wow, you think? I think it's know. a woman? No, uh, no, no, I, no. No, no, no. I think they're a lot more polite than men, and this person <laughs> has not been polite in some of the responses. <laughs> Neither have Nick. Neither has but Nick. You, but yeah. I told Gold this a long time ago. Mm. My response to people who are being mean on the text line is to always be as immature as possible. Oh. Like, I'm never going to engage them. <laughs> I responded, I got game, bro. Well, that's <laughs> without the context of what I said before that, you know, it doesn't really... Well, according to Public Enemy, well, we all just, got game. Yeah, you said I gave you the attention you want to now promptly bleep off is what you told him. I said bleep. I typed out Have you bleep, sent the, have you yeah. sent tuna can tuna in a can with a cat <laughs> emoji yet? No, yeah. because I don't think in the two and a half hours we've been on the air today, we have adequately figured out what that means. I, I love the the last response though. The idea the idea that tuna in a can literally smells bad, so he's <laughs> he saying that he stinks. <laughs> mm. Sure. Why not? All right. Coming up next, NFL Survivor Picks for Week 13. I will hand mine out. Kling and I are the final ones left in our 610 contest. And 
Got to hear what Patrick Mahomes had to say for the first time about the draft process. I thought it was really interesting. And Dusty just hit his elbow on the table, and he's in a lot of pain. That's next. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on Cody and Gold, Alex Gold, Nick Schwert with you, Dusty Likens in for Cody. What's this song in reference to? Well, we've been talking about trash talk all day. Oh. You aware of what the song I'm is? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Pretty sure. What's the name of it, Gold? Well, I think it isn't this the one where it's like move, but get out the way. That's yeah. right. Okay. You can say it. That word you can say. Eh, I'm just I'm good. What do you think the number was that Gold stopped at now CDs? <laughs> Oh, I had up to now nine, now okay. eight. Yeah. Did he answer the old question? I was yeah. saying like 11 or 12, but up to nine. Yeah, eight or nine. Aren't they up to like 30-something, They're still something? going. No, dude, they're in like the 60s or Are 70s. Really? Have, when's, do people still buy that? I don't Why, know. Because I mean, I mean, you can obviously kids. still download the Now album through iTunes or whatever. Well, do we, they have it on, I, on like Apple? The beginning, I think so. Yeah. I remember the beginning of it, it was more of like alt-rock, you know? And then it just went straight to pop. I thought it was always pop. I don't know. Maybe I just what thought. What are you eating, man? Maybe Lunchable. I thought. Maybe I thought. Smash- You're giving me a hard time for eating Cheetos. You're eating a damn Lunchable over here. It was like it was like three doors no down. Dust. I thought, and then you know, like Smash Mouth. Yeah, isn't that beginning. pop or is that alternative rock? Hey, now you No, Smash Mouth's definitely pop. I couldn't have their CD because it had a parental advisory sticker on it. <laughs> what? Yeah, their first CD that had uh, not All Star. It wasn't All Star. What was their first song? Oh, Tub Thumping. No, that's. Uh, that's uh, that's not them. Was well, that's first? not who. Walking on the I'm sun. I'm saying tub thumping. Yeah, might as well be walking on the sun. Was their the first sun. big one, and that album had a parental advisory sticker. I was so bummed because that was like the rule. <laughs> yeah. And then the and you then want the, the tra- you want the track listing for the first now album? Yeah. So what, what, year? what year? Let's hear it. Uh, 1998. Oh, I bet it's a banger. Okay, so Janet Jackson together again. Mm. Uh, Backstreet Boys, As Long As You Love Me. Great song. <laughs> Flagpole Sitta. Great song. By uh, Harvey Danger. Yeah. That's the paranoia, paranoia, everyone. Uh, the Way by Fastball. Fantastic band. Say You'll Be There by Spice Girls. All My Life by Casey and JoJo. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a great duo until one of them exposed themselves. 
What? That's mm-hmm. why they're no longer a band. One, either like, Casey literally? or JoJo on a stage like dropped his trousers. That happened? Look at that. That's a real thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Fly Away by Lenny Kravitz. Okay. Lenny Kravitz. Dude, now one <laughs> might be the, it might be a banger. Uh, Barbie Girl by Aqua. That's nah, Sex good. and Candy by Macy's, or um, Marcy Playground. Marcy's Playground, yeah. Yeah. Chumbawamba uh, was who sing. Zoot Suit Riot by the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Yeah, Zoot Suit could Riot. You, by the way, could, Riot. You get away with, could you get away with naming a band the Cherry Poppin' Daddies? I guess I don't get it. Uh, Alex, uh, feel free to go ahead and explain yeah, that one. Yeah, there. we'll move on. We'll move on. That like is a, good a great song, though. Seems like a good time to move on. Do you think Lou Bega ever made it onto a Now album with Mambo number five? He had to have. Over under Now six. What year would that song have come out? Two that no. Oh, dude, Now two was Now two and three is when they started peaking. <sighs> because Now one, like nobody really knew what was happening. By Now two or three, they were getting absolute heat. On, I mean, All Star, American Woman by Lenny Kravitz. What's my age again? Nice. Lenny Kravitz. Tell had a me hell it's of a real run. by Casey and Jojo. Man, they just, Casey and Jojo was on this like every single year. Well, they had two songs and those were it. <laughs> like, <laughs> All My Life and that one, yeah. All right, let's get to uh, real quick the Survivor Picks for week 13. Survivor Picks presented by DirecTV's NFL Sunday Ticket. If you guys mm-hmm. remember in September, we all started this contest. You guys had a chance to pick who you think would win. Someone's going to have a chance out in to three weeks. a $1,500 <laughs> Visa gift card. It's just myself and Kling left. Now, Kling doesn't even have a strike. I do have a strike. The last couple weeks, him and I have actually had the same picks. So we went to San Francisco and then both went Miami last week. Uh, this week on his show this morning, he went Kansas City against Cincinnati. So a bold, What a homer. Uh, he still had Casey a bold pick. He knows he doesn't have a strike, so he can do that. Uh, I'm going Seattle against the... Oh, I thought you were about to say I'm going Cincinnati. Seattle versus no, no, no. Like, that, 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 that would have been great. I you, Cincy, I think. Oh, you did? Uh, I, I think. I think Seattle so. versus um, the Rams? Seattle versus the Rams. No Aaron Donald. We all just saw what that no team looks Stafford. like. No Stafford. Yeah, we just saw what that team looked like. I'll use Seattle in this spot. I know they've they've struggled here the last two, game, two games they've lost against the Bucs in Germany, and then they obviously lost in overtime to... Hey, the Raiders. So, the haters wrote him off, but he's, see, he's yet to write back that's yet. That's right. So. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go Seattle against the Rams. Oh, I wish you would have gone Cincinnati and risked your season on the line. If we both didn't have a strike, I would have played along with that. I have a strike, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to win this thing. That's so I got, the best I got way. People that, I got people that backed me up. They're, they're hoping to win some money. Mm. I'm still fighting for them. So that's my survivor pick. People took cling very, very intelligent. And the gambling year. guy, you also that's that's got to be a favorite too. We uh, we'll get to random question of the day here in a couple of minutes, but I, I love what I heard on Travis Kelsey's podcast earlier today. It was the Patrick Mahomes episode, first time they've had him on there, and there's a ton of stories you and feel probably like probably the last. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, you never. I mean, they're gonna. Yeah, I, I don't. I'll say no. I don't. I don't think that'll be the last. But okay. I thought it was great because you feel like for someone that's been in the league already as, as many years as he has you feel like the draft stories have probably already been told, mm-hmm. but they haven't. We like th- this story was awesome to hear Travis Kelsey basically uh, ask Patrick Mahomes about the process. So did Jason Kelsey. And you hear Patrick Mahomes mention that it was Matt Nagy that really, really helped him along in the process. It's funny now because of course he's turned out to be the best quarterback in football, but listen to essentially uh, maybe a little bit of help from Matt Nagy on the pre-draft process the night before he was supposed to have a, a kind of a test with, tra- with uh, Andy Reid. 
first day that I met Coach Reed was at the facility. We had like the uh, meetings, like the top 30 visits. So I was in there for like five hours. Just He's just going grilled. through plays, going through plays. And uh, I'm going to give you all the inside scoop. Uh, Matt Nagy, who was the offensive coordinator then, he really liked me. So he gave me the plays they were going to go over the night before. So Coach Reed's finding out here live on New Heights oh podcast. Oh, my gosh. Matt Nagy. <laughs> How could you? Let's go. And yeah. So, of course, I crushed the meeting. I stayed up all night studying those plays. <laughs> it's like, man, this kid is locked in. We got ourselves a winner here. <laughs> As the process went on, I got a feeling that I was kind of going up in the draft. I had a couple of teams that said they were going to draft me, and I mean, that's true. Like, it's not like these coaches are making that up. I talked to them. Uh, during the draft process, and they were like, hey, if you're there, we're going we're gonna to take you. I kind of gave a little inside info to the, the Chiefs, and was like, hey, if y'all let me go anywhere below. At the time, I didn't know about the Saints, but I was like, if y'all let me go 12 or below, I'm going to get drafted by someone else. You drafted yourself? And so I gave the Chiefs a little, bit of in, a, little bit of, a little bit of info on that because I wanted to be here. Let's go! So that was Mahomes on New Heights, Kelsey, the Kelsey Brothers podcast. The last 15 seconds of that clip, you, you got to just love it if you're a Chiefs fan. To hear that Patrick Mahomes gave the Chiefs a little heads up because that's where he wanted to land. He wanted to be with Andy Reid. And obviously, I think we all would agree it's a great landing spot to be as a rookie. At that time, you had Travis Kelsey still on the, not still on the roster, but already on the roster, I should say. And Tyree Kill was around. Like that clip is awesome to hear if you're a Chiefs fan. So that means that, we no longer give credit to John Dorsey, to Brett Veach, <laughs> to Andy Reid for drafting right. Patrick that's Mahomes. Right. All credit goes to Matt Nagy and Patrick Mahomes himself for he, he could have just kept his mouth shut not told the Chiefs and maybe he would have maybe he would have been drafted by somebody else and yeah Matt Nagy even though Patrick Mahomes was someone that probably still would have done really well in the draft process he probably didn't need help but Matt Nagy wanted him in Kansas City so bad that he tipped him off and said hey these are the plays that Andy's going to quiz you on tomorrow here you go and he said he stayed up all night and I'm sure I'm sure he was very very impressive in that meeting he got the he got the cheat he got, he got the answer he got the cheat code yeah. before everything happened he was the guy filling in the bubble uh, answers, and the teacher walked by and went, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay. And then they keep walking around, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and letting them know uh, what it is. The other thing that's kind of great about this is that it kind of lets you see how this whole dynasty is being built or how this whole uh, excessive winning in this franchise has been turned on its axis and been now one of the most dominating AFC performances we've seen over the last five years. Now, it's, again, nowhere near where New England is or was. Going to take a while to get there. But the thing that's great about it is that it's starting to make all the conversations that you're hearing about these coaches of when they saw Patrick Mahomes for the first time in, like, an NFL meeting. And it's funny because Bruce Arians has a story about Patrick Mahomes, about how he's like, oh, yeah, we gave him this, this, and this, and he nailed it. Matt Nagy didn't necessarily need to give him those plays because right. he was probably going to nail it anyway because you remember yeah. the Sean Payton audio on Colin Coward's show long, not too long ago where he was like, we watched him throw it in Lubbock, it was windy, and we thought, okay, well, that's impressive, but you know, he's a quarterback, he plays here, he probably knows how to you know, adjust. Then we had him uh, go over the plays and the scenarios, and he nailed it, and immediately he says to his uh, offensive coordinators and people that were there with him, he goes, we got to get out of here immediately. No one knew we were here. We're gone. And then it never mattered. Because here's Matt Nagy playing substitute teacher like, hey, here's what you need to know. Here's a gum wrapper with all the right answers on it. Um, and then when Andy comes in tomorrow, just be ready. And also joke about cheeseburgers. He likes that too. It's a good icebreaker. Okay, cool. Mahomes did that, paid attention to it, 
realized that these guys were about him, which that speaks a lot of volume that you don't necessarily notice in draft like processing is that every one of these kids is going to get talked to by a head coach. It's how personable you are and how real you are with these kids. that gives them the notion of, okay, that guy's looking out for me. That guy's not just looking out for like, what can you do for my franchise? How can you win me games? Yes, that's part of it because that's just the nature of the beast of the business. But the other part about it is like, hey, we're going to try to do this for five, 10 years. How can we become instantly friends and instantly trust each other? And Matt Nagy knew being around Andy Reid, hey, here's what he likes. Here's what he sees. I see a lot of that in you. Make sure you look at this real quick and look closely because that's what he's going to ask you about. There are guys, and I'll give you a little peek behind the curtain of my other job, that when we go through training, there are ki- there are people that go through service training at the restaurant that we know right away that person's probably not going to make it. I can tell you right now, three tables on a Friday night, 6.30, you're going to buckle. But there are people out there that are like, I think that kid can make it. And what I'm going to do when they go through their certification process is I'm be like, hey, they're going to ask you a couple questions about menu items that are not there. Just say that that doesn't exist, but we can help you find something different. And then when they get the the test, they're like, yeah, dude, I passed. Thanks for letting me know about these certain questions. They definitely asked me those. People do things for people they know they can trust or they can see a bright future in. That's exactly what Matt Nagy did. It's exactly what Patrick Mahomes did. It's exactly what Andy Reid did. Andy Reid pulled the trigger with Brett Veach. Matt Nagy helped them get the, the position to do so. And Patrick Mahomes said, you know what? These guys are about me. These guys like me. These guys want to win with me. And I know I can win with them. And what's happened? Oh, I don't know. Four consecutive AFC Championship games. Four consecutive home AFC Championship games. Never traveled at all. Never traveled at all in the playoffs, and now you're in line again to not only win your division, win the AFC, but also have the AFC Championship game go through the Arrowhead process one more time. So, I mean, well done. Well done by everybody in this whole entire audio clip that Patrick Mahomes described as this process. I love it. No, it's what, it honestly, it's one of my favorite pieces of audio we've, ha- we've played on the show in, in quite some time, as a matter of fact. Uh, not quite to the level of Brian Kelly saying my family or whatever it was, but uh, my family here but, in Louisiana. Uh, and it's funny. He got made fun of for that. And now they love him at LSU. Yeah, because he did. Yeah. He went for yeah. two against Bama and got it. That's right. I know. And then that, that I, know court, they, I know they just lost. But and then that one kid stole that pylon, man. They would have been right there. Did you see the video of the redheaded kid that stole the the uh, marker in the end zone after no. they scored the two point conversion? No, no, no. After the game was over and he scores a two point conversion, the crowd starts to rush the field. He takes a pylon and just runs off with it. All right, let's get to the random question of the day. Random question. It is presented by the window source of KC. Uh, so th- this is one of the top 10 shows or, uh, on Netflix right now. Cody and it's and called uh, this show. No, it's called oh. Pepsi. Where's my jet? Fantastic. I so I don't know if some of you have seen it. And there's really no spoiler here because this you can. There go- is not really. It's a it's a. An event that happened in the 90s. Yeah, you could Google and, it if you really wanted and to. And the answers are all right right there. And it's not like no, it's not like the documentary, if it didn't come out, nobody would know the answer to. Yeah. So I don't want to, is it okay if I spoil a little? Uh, well, I'm going to ask the question. How new is the show? It's only been out for like two weeks. Oh, man. It's based on something that really show, happened, But though. the show got, yeah, the documentary yeah. got made because of internet fame on, like, Reddit Correct. and Twitter People and stuff like that. Story. Yeah, but didn't it happen, like, 30 years ago? It happened yes. in 1996. I feel yeah. like we're okay. So, anyway, basically, it's called Pepsi Where's My Jet. It's on Netflix, and it has to do with this guy that was watching, as a teenager, a TV commercial in the 90s, and it was a TV commercial for Pepsi in which they were offering you, pep, you know, Pepsi points, right, and you could redeem it for prizes. And at the end of the commercial, it had a Harrier jet 
And it's mm-hmm. it just was Harrier Jet. Seven million. Seven million points. Nothing else. No That's disclaimer, it. nothing. No disclaimer or anything. And so this kid's like, wait a second. And he does this research, right? And he's trying to figure out how, how much money it would cost, mm-hmm. how much time it would take to get 7 million Pepsi points. Sure. And so he does this research. He finds this rich friend, basically, that's willing to help him afford it. Then they realize that uh, this, was, you know, this, this wasn't all that feasible time-wise and all, it was going to cost X amount of money. And there was still a lot of questions. Could you even own a Harrier jet and all this? Mm-hmm. So eventually they find a loophole where he can just buy the points. That's right. 10 cents a point. So it's like $750,000 instead of spending $4 million on Pepsi. So he gets his friend to write a check, mm-hmm. and he sends it in, and then Pepsi is like, ha-ha, we, we know, we, nice joke. They, they, they didn't put a disclaimer, but they're like, oh, of course, clearly it was a joke. Right. They change the commercials later. Lawyers get involved. And at the end of the movie... I won't spoil, I guess. I don't know, like, what happened. But do you think this guy should have – did you think the guy should have got the jet at the end? Was he owed the jet? It's not very often that I watch a documentary and I agree with both sides. Because after you watch it, you kind of think to yourself, okay, well, the guy did exactly what they asked. He said, blank. I want this jet. He followed the instructions there. Though. I found out the little loopholes in your system. Hey, corporate America. Hey, Pepsi. Where's my jet? And then Pepsi goes, dude, you can't be serious. Like, I, seven million points I, would take an egregious amount. It's, 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 it's almost like, you remember, up, the McDonald, you remember the McDonald's You remember the McDonald's Customer's documentary? always right. right? Well, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about hearing that. Uh, the thing is, is. You remember the McDonald's one, right? Where they were cheating and like yeah, hiding. That's different. That's, that's cheating. different. But there he was didn't cheat. But there were oh I know, but there were still people that were gonna eat McDonald's every day to try to win a million dollars. And you weren't gonna win a million dollars. Right. And Pepsi kind of took that concept of like, well, we'll say the Jets seven million points. No one's getting seven million points because you have to have Well, it wasn't even that that they just figured that nobody, nobody would, would actually even try it. they claim nobody like, nobody actually thinks we're giving him a Harrier jet, which is worth right. what? Uh, you thirty-two know, million. Th- yeah, 32. that's what they estimate the price out to yeah, be. Yeah, thirty-two million dollars for a Harrier jet. And the reason they put the Harrier jet in there is because they wanted to be funny. Is Pepsi's that's explanation? Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh yeah, seven million points." The thing is, Pepsi should have never advertised it, which well, goes yeah. to the argument of false it's false advertising. advertising, which is that side of the documentary. The other side is, is Pepsi's like, "Hey man, we offered you a settlement. You didn't take it. You wanted to get with corporate lawyers. You knew what you were getting yourself into, and That's you weren't going to fly a jet." That- and I will say this: the guy does say, "Like, well, I would have done like shows and stuff like that, and tourist attractions." Like, oh, okay, so now you're going to take all this time and go get a license and go get yeah, a field argued- and rent out this. <laughs> like, shut up! You weren't going to do all that. You wanted the money and you didn't they- get it. They argued, and even though the, the attorneys in the show argued that it. Like there was an offer from Pepsi. Like that was their whole, they were claiming that it was an offer from Pepsi because it had a Harrier jet, a photo, uh, an image of it. Yeah. And it said it on that commercial so much so that Pepsi changed the commercial. So they were obviously concerned by it. Mm-hmm. They offered them $750,000 just to go away. Upwards to a million too. Yeah. They but offered him that. Pepsi is such a big, a massive, massive company. Sure. That, like if you make a mistake that egregious, you have to own up to it. You well, you should have not giving you a should civilian have a, a jet. Not giving a you should jet. have a legal team big enough to well, look at the, to look yeah. at what yeah. your point system says and say, "Hey guys, we need to protect ourselves well, in case we have to end up like giving a guy a thirty-two million dollar jet." Well, you know they screwed up because when they went through the process of how they could win the case, is they were like, "All right, we'll, we'll just take one of your guys under oath and have them talk about it." Like eh, that's not happening. 
It's like, why? It's like, because there is definitely something in the boardroom you know that was what? like, maybe we shouldn't do this. I'm never drinking Pepsi again. Yeah, you are. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I won't. Anyway, I, I guess. And then neither of my friends. I talked to some of my friends, it's, too, and they said they're not drinking Pepsi anymore either. It's interesting. There's also watch. another brutal story about yeah. what they did promotion-wise, too, like in another country, and right. that is that I won't spoil. That, that was, was alleged. That was alleged, though. And is this Pepsi like, is this like disputes a it. milkshake duck thing? Pepsi disputes what happened over there. That's, that's Of course they do. Well, I'm like, I mean, we can't act like it's. They had evidence. They actual. had it in their hand saying, hey, here it is. But anyway, it's, uh, it's, a, you should watch it. It's actually really entertaining. Even if you can just Google and find out the answer. Uh, obviously, you guys can probably guess what, if, if he got the jet or not. I think it's pretty straightforward. He, he didn't get the jet, but it's still interesting to watch. It was, I, it kept me in her. It's not something like how to make a murderer documentary where you're like sitting there afterwards and being like, oh my gosh. Okay. Hold on. How can I put this apart? How can I do this? It was a documentary that, hey, you want to go home, you want to turn the TV on, at times you want to check your cell phone and, and dive in and out of, of, of content, that's fine. But it's, it's worth your time. It's definitely worth your time. <laughs> Somebody says your McDonald's Monopoly game made me think of this, Dusty. Okay. Question of the day. I don't know what it says. It says, <laughs> what would, you, it says would you go to prison for a year knowing that when you get out, you have $5 million waiting for you tax-free? Oh, so basically, would you go to a prison for five million bucks? No, no. How would get destroyed? Is in it prison? okay? Wait, wait. Is this maximum security prison? Just your standard prison, federal prison. <laughs> I don't your, know what standard nice prison means. Air mattress, <laughs> asking, peanut butter and jelly, and milk a day. If it's like the worst, mo- like violent offenders yeah, or whatever. Or is this like, like Martha Stewart prison where oh, she gets to play tennis it's not, every it's afternoon? It's not Martha Stewart prison, but it's not the worst prison on earth either. It's your. You, no. tell, you, you tell us, 816, they said, us. Hey. your McDonald's Monopoly gave me me think of this, Dusty. Question of the day, would you go to prison for a year knowing that when you get out, you have $5 million waiting for you tax-free? Guys, look around the room. Let's take a long... For a year? To, look at each no other. Way. I'm not what do you think is happening to us? No. You think we're going to do well in prison? That's <laughs> what I just said. I'd get destroyed in prison. Um, the answer is no. Yeah, the answer is no, not for a year. Now, what's the, what's the limit? What's the, what's the most you would do for that kind of money? Listen, most man. Most time. Like a week? No, dude, I'm not oh, do going week. to prison. For no. For one week for five million bucks? No. I, dude, I freaked out when I was 17 years old that I was going to have to do shock time. Do you know what that week, is? I've heard of it. 48 hours in jail. Somebody said maximum, they said maximum security in 11. Wow, okay, wow. <laughs> Absolutely not. No I, went to, I, had a, I had a buddy. Oh, no. Okay, this is a better question. I'm actually going to skip that that anecdote. Oh, From the 913, uh, Nick, would you kiss Dusty on the lips for $10 million? The catch is you have to hold it for five minutes. I would do a million a minute. Do I get five of it? Yeah, we split it. Oh, man, get on over here. So, And I will do a, I will do a million a minute. Fire up the feed, so open up the Venmo, mi- let's do this. So $30 million I'll even put for my 30 water- minutes. I don't care. And we can lay down on the desk, too, for all I'll I care. I'll even put my watermelon Burt's Bees chapstick on. <laughs> it's right here. You hear the cap come out of the microphone. You're asking me if I would kiss a man for a million dollars? Like, yes. No, this says we'd, this is for $10 million. Yeah, but it's $10 million for five yeah, minutes. you got to hold it for five minutes. So I'm getting $2 million per minute. Do, our eyes have to, do, it, do you have our eyes open? <laughs> I'll roll around. We can tumble around the room for all I care. $2 million a minute? That is easy money. I don't, what, do I, what do I care? Someone says they had to, they had to yeah. do 30 days in county. They had to pay two fifty a week to be in there. What? You had to pay to be in jail? <laughs> Damn. Wait, you got charged? Uh, what? 
I had a buddy who had to do jail for like uh, a, someone it, says if you knew you were getting the five million, you could pay for protection. Like you could set up people wouldn't bug you. Maybe you promise their family some money or something. Uh, no, you get in there and be like, Yeah, I'm gonna mm-hmm. take care of you mm-hmm. when you get out. Yeah. And, yeah. and apparently we have some experienced yard workers here. Just tell the, just find the weakest <laughs> guy and punk him. Get solidary piece of cake. You have plenty of money for therapy when you get out. I would be the weakest guy. Don't you understand that? <laughs> yeah. It would be me. Everybody's going to be looking at me saying, let's beat so, him up. Someone said $5 million for a year is about $570 an hour. Somebody said you have to kiss me before you brush your teeth. Eat an onion. I don't give a rip. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. I don't care about any of that. Are you kidding me? Would you not? Would you not kiss Nick for five minutes on the list for ten million? Five million each? Five, not for five minutes. Are you for ten million dollars? For five minutes, though. Stop it. For five minutes? You know what you can do? Not hey, you know what minutes. you can do with ten million dollars? You can go to like an electroshock therapist, and they'll just <laughs> delete that memory that. from your brain. It has nothing to do with that. It's, but it's oh, just for five, five minutes. What? You're too busy. You don't have five <laughs> minutes to yeah. spare. Not for five minutes. I really regret the stuffing the cheeks comment earlier. Yeah, Dusty, it's, just, it's just really not Dusty going well for me today. He stuffs his pants. Somebody says, I'll go to prison for 570 bucks an hour. <laughs> that's a way to break it down. Yeah, yeah that's a, no. again, that You is, wouldn't kiss Nick for t- five minutes for fi- on the not lips? Not for five minutes. No. All you have to do is close your eyes and pucker. For five minutes? Okay, so how long? What's the time limit? I don't know. Not five minutes. What about three minutes and 48 seconds? 47 seconds. Alex, and I'm we've been, yeah. Alex, Alex, <laughs> we've been talking about this for five minutes. No, that's we it. haven't. Not this exact scenario. <laughs> you saw the top tracks. Oh yeah, this is the the, text line's ridiculous. Every time I come into this show and Cody's out, it just yeah, goes and, off you know the rails. What? And like the yeah. idea, like the, the funny part about it is, is not only would I do that for five minutes, it's like we could go further into this scenario to, to think about the things that I would do to my other coworkers for two million dollars a minute. <laughs> for two Excuse million dollars for two million dollars a minute, dude. Are you kidding me? Man, oh man. That is the easiest money I'll ever make. The boss? Yes, anyone. I kiss anyone at this building for $2 million a minute. Do you have to French kiss for five minutes? I don't care. I would do it for $2 million a minute. You floss my teeth with your tongue for $5 million each? Yes. All right. Do you you get the bottom lip or the upper lip? We can can go back and forth. (laughs) Thank God. Oh, my. Broke him. Up next, we get back to Chiefs football, I promise. I promise. What Dave Tobe had to say about Sky Moore, and and one thing I I still don't get about the decision-making process. I'll explain that next. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs' red half hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.